Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. Allen back to pass, looking deep down the seam to James Cook, who leaps into the end zone for the touchdown. Going to tuck it and fight his way. The surge pushing him down to the two and into the end zone for the touchdown. It was a pile-driving touchdown run by Josh Allen from six yards out. And pressure coming, throws it deep down the middle of the field. It falls incomplete. Turnover on downs. Buffalo football with 55 seconds remaining. Tight end off the formation. Mahomes back to pass. Flag flies. Mahomes deep over the middle. Complete to a wide open Kelsey at the 30 to the 25. Laterals it to Kadarius Toney. 20-10-5. Touchdown, Kansas City. There is a flag. What a play. I believe it's against the Chiefs. Offside, number 19, offense. Lined up in the neutral zone, five-yard penalty. That was a huge penalty call. It's on Kadarius Toney, who was the guy that scored the touchdown. What a roller coaster of emotions, huh? You heard it all right there, a bunch of it, up and down, man. Bills get out of Kansas City with another victory in the regular season, 20-17. to it's becoming uh, home away from home when it comes to victories for the Bills in the regular season. Yes, I know the way the playoffs have gone a couple of times over the last several years here. But the Bills go to Kansas City. They get another win, the fourth win in a row in Kansas City, at least the fourth. They go back to 2017. We talk about the last three years. The one before that was after the Peterman game. They go back to Kansas City. Tyrod starts again. They beat Alex Smith. So four in a row. This one, a big one for the Buffalo Bills. 20-17 to victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. And the roller coaster of emotions you heard right there from Chris Brown on the Buffalo Bills radio network. The ups, the downs. You knew it was going to come down to that. We knew it was going to be a close game. Everybody did. It always is between these two teams. I mean, you know, anything can happen, I guess. It could be a blowout one way or the other. But we were all expecting this to be a close game because that's what these two teams do. They play these close games against each other. And this time, the Bills come out with a victory once again in the regular season to keep their playoff hopes squarely alive. They are still percentage-wise below 50%, but they're like the eighth team in percentage-wise and seven get in. And there's a logjam, a big logjam in the AFC at seven and six right now for the final playoff spot. We're here to talk about it all. The game, the reaction from Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, it's dominating the storyline, the headline today. 
I'll get into more of that in a little while. But first, I want to welcome you into the extra, welcome you into the extra point show. Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550's Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Football Monday. And it is a Victory Monday once again here in Buffalo. Always love Victory Mondays and chatting it up with you. It's presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global. Around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. We will have all of your Monday elements, as I like to say, throughout the day. Our electric play, extra point for the sidelines, injury update, red zone stats, and of course, sit up, stand down. Hey, buddy, we do it every single Monday here with you and me. That's what we do. You and me. Talk. Take phone calls. No guests, no interviews. That's you, that's me, and you say what you want. And we have two hours to do that. About this game, about this season, about where we are now going forward. And as you know me, say it every time, live in the moment here. Live in the moment. This is about you know what happened yesterday. We'll, ha- we'll have time for Dallas, but sure, if that's on your mind, you want to look ahead, that's fine. And the last several games, because we're in the stretch run. But this is a, but live in the moment. Enjoy it. Another, you know, the, wins are hard to come by in the NFL, especially have been this year for the Buffalo Bills. But seven and six now. So let's talk about this one from a whole different bunch of angles. 803-0550 is the number. 803-0550. As always on a Monday, we are live. Video. WGR Facebook page. Facebook.com slash WGR 550. Got my Victory Monday shirt. Oh, you can see it. I'm going to stand up. It's Victory Monday. Let's go. What do you got to say about it? A victory that, hey, the Bills almost snatched victory. Almost, uh, they, they almost snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, right? With the Travis Kelsey play and the lateral. But that didn't happen. The defense comes up big on three consecutive plays after that play. The offense has the game-winning field goal, 39-yarder, with uh, just under a two-minute warning, basically. Defense allows a touchdown. It's called back, and that is the controversy today. Josh Allen says after the game, not the cleanest game, not the prettiest, I think he said, which is right. The Bills did not play their best game. I thought they played better against the Eagles, yet they allowed 37 points in overtime, lost the game. But that's the NFL these days. Kansas City's a tough matchup. It's a good defense. It's a good team. They have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They can't find their way on offense. Bills took advantage of that. NFL is so razor thin. The margin of error, the margin of, you know, mistakes that you can make. You just can't. You make a couple critical plays here or there for you. You win against you. You lose. And that was the case again. But it's good to be on that side of things this time, right? Think of all the times the Bills are on the other side. I'm not just talking about officiating calls. Yeah, Philadelphia, they were on the wrong side of a lot of officiating calls, it seemed like. They get on the right side of one here, which was the right call. But I'm just talking about the end of games and things happening and critical plays going against them. It's good to be on the other side. I'm thinking back to the Minnesota game last year and the Justin Jefferson play and the fumble at the goal line. I mean, just little things like this over the years, games. And here we are with one that went their way. And... In a couple different ways. I think, you know, now the Bills might have probably still kicked the field goal anyway. But on that final drive for the offense, getting the third down illegal contact play. That's something we've seen against the Bills. This one went their way. It was a good call. Went against the Chiefs. But it extended the drive, allowed the Bills to get a little closer. I didn't love that play calling sequence, but 
We could talk about that. Sean McDermott basically defended it, and I understand it, but I, I didn't love it. But it's kind of an interesting, like, uh, you can't have a both ways argument, I guess. So I'm all over the place, kind of what I want to talk about, but let's narrow it down to two things here first to start, okay? Let's start with the week that was down at One Bills Drive. It's been a tough week and a half, two weeks. First, you had the Von Miller arrest. And of course, that dominated the headlines. What was happening with him? The Bills had to address it. They did. He played. He suited up. They're letting the legal process play out. And as Brandon Bean said, you're not going to please everybody about those decisions. So you have every right to feel that he shouldn't be playing if that's the way you feel. The Bills are going to allow him to play until there's some information that says that they shouldn't and they're in contact with the league and the Dallas PD and taking their lead from the league. But the overall point is obviously something that they were dealing with down at One Bills Drive until the article that came out. Not that they're not dealing with the Von Miller situation, but obviously that became secondary as of Thursday morning. The article written by Tyler Dunn at GoLongTD.com. We've talked about it a lot. We wanted to know the response of this team. After all of those anonymous sources talked about Sean McDermott, his coaching style, his personality, his character. And you got the response. And last night in the locker room, you can go listen to all of the audio. This isn't me just telling you this. It's right there. It's at our website, WGR550.com. Every single player that I talked to in the locker room, and there were plenty of them, said something to the effect of, we have Sean's back and he has ours. Almost every player talked about his character and what kind of human being he is. Josh Allen did at the podium. That's what players talked about. Brandon Bean in the locker room, with a few colorful words to go along with it, gave Sean McDermott the game ball. This was a team that was galvanized by that situation. And even though it kind of came out that it wasn't necessarily outwardly talked about, we got to win for coach, got to win for coach. They talked about the, well, I'll say like bunker mentality, basically, of, hey, we're here. This is our team. We believe in our coach. That was wrong. We want to go out there and, well, Taron Johnson said they had a, a chip on their shoulder. Saran Neal called it a distraction. He said it was a distraction, but it was something we had to overcome. You might have that. You get Jordan Poyer who said it wasn't because people can write what they want to write. We don't care about those kinds of things, but we have our coaches back. So I think every player consumed it differently as far as how much it impacted them or their preparation. But every player I talked to also made sure to note that they had their coaches back. And that they believe in him, and he's of high character. I thought that was important yesterday, and yes, and in the locker room, especially post game. Secondly, I think it sucks that today the headline that we're talking about is the Kansas City Chiefs and their ridiculous reactions to the penalty on Kadarius Toney. And that's the story today instead of the Buffalo Bills beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm not talking about here. We're talking about it. We're all talking about both things here. I'm talking about nationally, the storyline, 
and how this is playing out. And hey, look, maybe it's actually good. Fine, let them talk about that. Bills will get ready for Dallas. I can understand that. But the Bills had a huge victory. And that's a great storyline. It's awesome to talk about. I know a lot of you want to consume all of that when the Bills win. All of the content, all of the highlights, all of the reaction. But instead, what you're mostly getting today is all of the reaction from the Kansas City Chiefs and the embarrassing actions of their organization after the game. That's what it is. It's embarrassing. I'm a fan of Andy Reid. I'm disappointed in Andy Reid. Two weeks ago, the Bills lost at the Eagles, and the officials were atrocious in the game. On the Monday Zoom call after that, Sean McDermott was asked to comment, and he said no comment on the officiating. A lot of you hated that. You wanted Sean McDermott to go after him, and maybe you still do, and maybe he could, and that's fine. This is why you don't do that in the NFL. Because the minute you say something, you sound like a crybaby. And that's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs sound like. I'm so disappointed in Andy Reid to come out and attack the officials and blame the officials and the officiating in that call for what happened. This is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the league. You are the leader of a, you know, organization, what I want to say, you know, an AFL organization, a lot of tradition, a lot of history, very classy organization. And this behavior filters down. And of course, it's filtered down even more so and worse with Patrick Mahomes. Above Andy Reid. More than me being disappointed in Andy Reid. As a football fan, as a football fan, I'm a fan of Andy Reid and I'm disappointed. But you know what I'm just ticked off about? Patrick Mahomes can't even have the respect to give Josh Allen the 10-second, 5-second, 7-second hug, which he actually gave the hug, but to go along with, hey man, great game, good job, maybe see you down the road, stay healthy, tap on the helmet, leave. Instead, instead of giving Josh that respect, he shakes his hand, and while he's shaking his hand, he's F-bombing the officials and complaining about the play. I understand he's upset. I get it. We'd be upset. I'd be upset. We'd all be upset. It's a, it's a competitive game. He has every right to be upset if he wants. But that was ridiculously embarrassing and disrespectful behavior to Josh Allen at, at uh, midfield. And if you don't know and you haven't seen it yet, go look at my Twitter feed because I retweeted Thad Brown. Thad Brown has the video. There's other, other video out there. It's gone viral. I'm not just talking about him on the sidelines acting like a petulant child trying to go after the referees or whatever he's yelling at. I'm just talking about the blatant disrespect that he showed to Josh Allen in that moment. Let's go back to 13 seconds a few years ago in the playoffs when the Bills lost. And Josh walks off the field with, his, with, with, with the lead and the Bills wind up losing and he doesn't touch the ball in overtime. No, it wasn't officiating. Did he turn to Patrick Mahomes and go, can't believe I didn't get the ball. Can't believe these damn rules. Oh my God, I should have had had a chance. No, he turned to him, gave him a hug, probably wished him well, walked off the field. Embarrassing, ridiculous look for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. And then you have Brittany Mahomes. Did you see what she did? 
Josh Schmidt, my producer. You see what Brittany Mahomes did? You see her post? Brittany Mahomes on Instagram, I believe it was. It might have been TikTok, whatever. I get these things confused sometimes. I'm 50 years old, but whatever it is. Uh, she zeroed in on the official, the referee, and wrote the words MVP above it. Really? Yes. After all of their other stuff. Oh, this was this was like right after the game. Oh, no, I know. I'm just at, saying yes. In, yes. In, in terms of like everything the Chiefs have gotten over the years. Yes. That's, that's what she did. Man. Yes, I saw that last night, that video. She should have posted that when they won the Super Bowl last year. Like, yeah, right. He sure, should have got sure, the Super sure. Bowl MVP. So anyway, I'm doing what I said we shouldn't be doing, right? I'm talking about that when we should be talking about the Bills. It was a big victory for the Bills, 803-0550. But you could talk about all of this. Just, um, just an embarrassing look for the Chiefs, man. You know? That's why you don't. And by the way, it's been reported that their, um, their comments on the officiating will be investigated by the league, which basically means that they could be subject to discipline. All right, let's get into your phone calls now. I said my piece on that, but we can get more into that if you want. 803-0550-888-552-550. You don't even need that second number. I just say it because it's habit. 716 is the area code, 803-0550. Let's start us off with Tom and Amherst. Hi, Tom. Go ahead. You're on WGR. Hey, good morning, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Thank you. Yeah, great, great uh, victory, Bills Monday. I'm also wearing my gear still, so uh, glad to glad to hear that and see that. You know, a couple of points. Um, You know, first, um, Jeremy and Joe made a point about Gabe Davis at kind of the end of their show, and I'd have to agree with them. I wanted to get your take as well. I don't know what they said. So basically, they're saying, is there any way that he stays in a Buffalo Bills uniform next year? Um, I love them when we use them in the slot earlier in the season, but you know, as I look at spot track, you've got you know the number thirty-two receiver in the league is making you know ten million dollars. So to assume that we'd be having to pay him, you know, in that range, that would be a, a tough one to to swallow. So that was the, the first of two points. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, Sal. Um, well, two points on that. Is there a chance he could stay? Yes. I don't think you would pay him that much. It would have to be him taking a lesser deal. But I'm going to be super honest with you. I'm not worried about any of that stuff until after the season. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's that. a discussion for later. I the, 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 they need to they, Gabe Davis is on this team now, and they need him to play every week. So I don't really, I, honestly, Tom. Like I, I, that stuff we'll get into later. That's all. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's all. It's a great point. Yes, I do think there's a chance he could stay, but I'm not. I'm not going to get into all that until we need to get into all that. You know what I mean? Sure thing. So I guess to, to one of the topics here of of the day, um, as it relates to that that play yesterday, the Kadarius Tony play, why isn't the NFL looking to have that play whistled as soon as the ball is snapped? And I think about that in two ways. Mm. Yesterday, obviously, that play doesn't happen, but let's take a hypothetical that defensively we make a play and we intercept that ball and return it. Um, so I just don't understand why then it would count. look to have – Okay, but why wouldn't that be a dead, not a dead ball foul, but why wouldn't that play be whistled or shouldn't that play be whistled when he's offsides right away after that snap is, is done? It's a good question. It's a good question. I have to look. I guess you could make the argument for it. My, my only guess is because they, like a lot of plays, it's a, like a holding. You don't stop the play during the middle when it's a holding. You let the play play out because what if there's a penalty on the other side too, right? But you're right. It's pre-snap. Uh, he's in the neutral zone. Um, you know, you, you, the same thing happens the other way. If a guy lines up in the defensive neutral zone, they let the play play out to see what the result is. So I don't know the exact answer to your question, to be honest with you, Tom, but it's, if, if he has a false start and he's just keeps going, like they're going to blow that, but they let the play play out 
And then it's the choice of the defense, obviously, if you want the result of the play. Hey, they screwed up here, but we're going to let you make a chan- have a chance at a play, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It just seems in this scenario, and they've called it 11 times this year, so certainly you know, they're looking to enforce the rule. Maybe um, it's worth another look that – you know, that's something that could be whistled after, you know, after the snap. But, again, appreciate you taking my call, Sal. Yeah. Have a great day. You got it. All right, let's go out to uh, Russ, who's up next in New Jersey. Hey, Russ, what's going on? You're on WGR. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, About the play, what amazed me is Mahomes' comment after the game, basically saying you took away greatness from oh Travis, God. Kelsey, whatever. It, 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 are you telling me that oh. if you would have thrown an incompletion, <laughs> then you wouldn't have made a fuss about it? It doesn't go what the, what the play resulted in. It's either that was the stupidest thing to say. Yeah, you know, and, and look, I, I get the emotion. I get it. I, I get he's he's hot. Like it's we would be too, right? I understand, but you're right. It's the the, the weirdest criticism is from both Mahomes and Reed. Basically, is this Russ, which is we know it's a penalty, but we still can't believe you called it. Like what? But he called it before the throw, right? He threw oh, it right he, away. So. He he called the penalty at the snap. Like the flag was on the field right. as as he was throwing the ball. Right. Yeah. A couple a couple other things. First of all, I, I've said this on the earlier show since we they lost to Denver. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. And and it's not because I've been a Bill fan and grown up in Toronto my life. I really believe it. You know, I, I know we lost to Jacksonville, but they made Joey Joe Flacco look like, you know, Joe Montana yesterday. Okay, and I know Lawrence had a bad game. I don't I don't trust Lamar Jackson in a big spot at all. Obviously, we see Kansas City is not what they once were, and Miami hasn't beaten anyone good. I really think, if you know, we still have to make the playoffs, which is going to be tough playing Dallas, and we'll see what the game means for Miami at the end of the year because if Miami beats Baltimore, then they'll have the lead, and even if they lose, they'll ask him. But I don't know how they'll play it. But I, I still think the Bills are the best team. The one thing I want to ask you about is, is there any concern, and I sometimes think that Allen, Josh Allen has to play two games. He has to play the opposing team, and then he has to make sure Diggs gets the ball or else he'll hear uh, you know, a bunch of uh, – you know. why, why, why do you say it? Based on what? what, when, is that, what when has that happened? Well, Diggs – Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
is is a guy that wants to, it. It it. But he, he didn't get the ball yesterday that much. He hasn't had the ball recently. Have you heard a peep from him? No. They've, no, they've no, even no, lost games where he didn't get the ball. You're you're right, but I do get concerned because the Bills. You know, the Bills won yesterday. But they lost the game. They lost two weeks ago. He didn't have a big day. Like, I'm sorry, Russ. I'm just saying it's just your perception of him is just not the reality. It might not be. You might be right. I just. So he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to make sure Stefan Diggs gets the ball. He didn't do that last week. Stefan Diggs has not had a good last month. The Bills have lost a couple of games. You have not heard one single peep. And in fact, he speaks to the media every Wednesday and he talks great, like glowingly positive. I hope it keeps up because people do remember last year what happened. In yes, I know. In Cincinnati, I get it. And that has shaped a lot of the way that you're talking right now, and I understand that. But I'm telling you, it hasn't happened, and I don't know why you kind of think that maybe it's an issue when it just hasn't been. Okay, that's fair. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't have a very – he didn't have – this has happened all year. Well, if he doesn't get the ball. takes. There's been times he hasn't gotten the ball a lot this year. I haven't heard him say anything. And, you know, I, I I guess it could happen, right? It could. It could happen next week. They could lose to Dallas. His, Stephon Diggs grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. His brother plays for the Cowboys. Obviously, he's on injured reserve right now. Like, they go out there. They lose the game. He only gets three targets. Maybe he blows up. It could always. It could happen. Then you could call me and say, see? It just, but you're basically basing it on no reality of this year, saying something like that. Let's go to J.D. in Toronto. What's up, J.D.? Hi, Sal. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks. Um... I have the utmost respect for the Kansas City Chief Organization, and he did take a little bit of my thunder. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is elusive. You, you can't help but respect him. But yesterday, that just turned my stomach. Absolutely turned my stomach when he said, how do you call that play at that point of the game? Those are the rules. <laughs> and then to see him on the sideline having a George Brett moment, when it didn't need to have a George Brett moment. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, Lance, both in Kansas City, too. That's a great comparison. Exactly, right? But <laughs> I love it. it. It was just, I don't know. It, it, I, like, we have that Brady, and I'm using quotations, as I said in my truck, hate. And I never thought that I'd have that much disdain for another quarterback. But after yesterday, oh yeah. it, just, it, it just turned my stomach. You have to act a certain way. And like you said, um, the way the Bills have taken on the chin with officiating, it's how those those minutes after the game, how you handle yourself. Mm -hmm. And I am so proud of Josh Allen. So proud because you know what? There's not really any time where I can say that he's acted outside, outside the realm of saneness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I think Josh Josh has had moments where he's yelled and looked for a call from the officials, and I think a couple times this year he's bought a call. There's no doubt. But to the level of what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday and the way he acted, I think was embarrassing to this league. Oh, disgusting. Disgusting. So. If they didn't have good barbecue in Kansas City, I'd write the whole place <laughs> off. Uh, listen, I love the barbecue as well. Hey, by the way, their fans are really great. Their food is great. Thanks, J.D. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's always good to go there. Hey, we got to talk about later. I will have – I've heard so many people ask me over the last few years, why do the Bills always go to Kansas City? Now, it could happen again this year. You could go back there in the playoffs, right? They are not going to Kansas City next year in the regular season or the year after. It's not going to happen for a while. In fact, it's guaranteed the next time they play, Kansas City will come to Buffalo. But I can talk about that a little bit later. Let's go to Michael in Atlanta. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. Man, I, I was focused on what I wanted to say, but I've got to just uh, deviate a bit. So I've got a few comments. I'll try to run through it 
quick out of respect to you and the other callers. Okay, so uh, huge difference between what happened yesterday with that call and what happened to the Bills against Philadelphia. The officiating against Philadelphia or in the Philadelphia game against the Bills, those were mistakes, officiating mistakes. Yesterday Mm -hmm. was a penalty and correctly called. That's a huge difference. That's that's number one. Uh, number two, I want to uh, discuss that uh, more importantly is when I called you last week, I felt told you I felt very good about uh, this team coming out of the uh, break like I did against when they came out against Tampa. You made the accurate point, well, it's a different team than it was that year, but it's, I, I, I'm still saying it's the same type of character and the mm-hmm. same type of culture. So I believe this team, these guys do have each other's back, and when, they're, when they face adversity, sometimes it will bring out uh, the best, and it seems to definitely bring out the best in this organization. So, uh, they, and I, I give them kudos for a, a great win. I'm hearing comments, oh, they could have scored more. <laughs> they played a very good defense yeah, they did. in a hostile environment, in, in a loud environment, okay? But I, but brings up my big question here. The offense seemed to be rolling. Yeah, there were mistakes here and there again, playing a great defense. But they seem to, after, after the first series in, this, in the second half, they seem to get away from the game plan of running the ball, and they seem to be successful. And I was wondering, you're there, you're watching. Do you think that that was the fact that, that uh, the things that the Chiefs were doing on defense, or was it that Brady wanted to get some fresh things in and try to get some more uh, points on the board? What's your yeah, feeling they, on that? Well, <clears throat> I do think they wanted to be a little aggressive and attack. I mean, the you know the the, the Chiefs, um, you know. They have a very good, very fast defense. Um, you know, I thought that the Chiefs did a good job of bottling up uh, some runs here and there, but the Bills started to run the ball better. Um, I guess to answer your question, probably more so the first part, which is, you know, that the Chiefs were doing some things on defense that force you to kind of change. So I'm not really sure. I mean, I'd like to see more run too, but you also got to run the ball effectively. In the second half, when they tried to run the ball, it wasn't as effective in the first half. So Chiefs made some adjustments and give them credit. Yeah, but it seemed like they did, uh, like they were trying to pass more. And yeah, got- I mean, especially late in the game when they were trying to be aggressive, and you know, we can talk about. It. I'll, I'll get into the late game calls, you know, in, in the um, play calling and the sequence and the philosophy, which I thought the Bills maybe have been a little too aggressive, to be honest with you. Yeah, but but remember, Stephon Diggs, it appeared like he dropped that that one that one uh, pass, and uh, he hangs onto that. Then we're running clock, moving yep. the ball. Yeah, yeah, but 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 again, we won the game. And I'm thinking Brady's gonna is gonna continue to get better every week, and I'm looking forward to a very very good uh, 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 display from our offense and a victory coming up against uh, Dallas in a home game. All right, yeah, all right. Well, thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. It's the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Sal Capaccio along with you on a Buffalo football victory Monday. Looking over to the right side under pressure, and he's going to go down. He's sacked by Ed Oliver and Greg Rousseau. Ride him, Cowboy. Allen back to pass, looking deep down the seam to James Cook, who leaps into the end zone for the touchdown. 3.43 left in the first quarter, and the Bills are on the board first. That is our electric play of the game. It is brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. That is James Cook. 
touchdown pass from Josh Allen. Check it out. I tweeted out the dots on that play. All right? The dots. That's because, you know, you can see. Well, not really allowed to show the video, right? I know people do, but can't really do that. It's okay. Another story. Anyway, I love doing the dots anyway from Next Gen Stats. I got the dots. Check it out at my Twitter feed, at Sal Sports. You see the play. You see the, the, the motion come over with Sherfield. The safety goes with him. Linebackers move. And James Cook is left to just run free down the seam. I spoke with Joe Brady and Josh Allen after the game. And I asked them about this play. And Josh gave credit to Joe. Joe gave credit to Josh. And here's basically why. Joe Brady called that play. That was a called play. This was not a audible at the line of scrimmage. But he called the play. And Josh, they weren't expecting necessarily the Chiefs to be in cover zero. That means no free safety. When he saw, when Josh saw the safety go with motion, he thought, basically the way he described it to me, oh, okay, they're in cover zero. I'm going to have this. The perfect play call against the perfect defense, and it just happens that way. It just happens. You know, I mean, it was, remember a couple weeks ago, Sean McDermott said they had the perfect play call against the defense we ran with the Eagles. This one, the Bills had the perfect play call against the defense the Chiefs ran. It just so happened, and Josh saw it, but it was a play call by Joe Brady. That was going to happen regardless, but you think maybe the safety stays there. Once Josh saw it was cover zero, he's thinking, I got James Cook. Bam. Hit him. Touchdown. Electric play of the game right there. 803-0550. Tim and Lackawanna. Go ahead, buddy. You're on the air. Hey, Sal. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Hey, good. hey, quick question. I've been watching football a long time, and I've never heard about giving a coach or a player a warning before they call a penalty. I mean, is it is this common? Is the league aware of this? I, I, I think you're strange. taking I think you're taking maybe the word well, here, here's how it works, um, Tim. I think the word warning can be taken a few different ways. Here's how it works. So basically you're taught at the very basic levels of football as a wide receiver when you line up outside because you're far away from the ball and sometimes you know you're trying to look in, you're taught to look over at the official and say, Am I good? Basically, am I on the line? And the official generally lets you know if you're lined up wrong, if he needs you to move up a little bit or back. It's just a courtesy. If you ask, they're they don't they're not required to tell you, but they generally do. Now, if you don't ask, sometimes throughout the game they may go, Hey, hey, move up, hey, move back. They don't have to do that either. Okay, so I think the Chiefs issue is for right or wrong, say what you want, they're saying, well, he never got warned to kind of move back. Sometimes that will happen. And the referee's like, I don't have to warn you to move back. It was so egregious, he's standing there. I'm not helping you, right? So that's what they're upset about. Well, I mean, on the other hand, couldn't have somebody told the Bills a couple weeks ago, hey, you got 12 men on a field. <laughs> yeah, that's field exactly right. I get it. You You're know right. What I, mean? I know, I know, I get it. You're right. Look, the bottom line is, it's a penalty, it was the right call. It was called, and the Chiefs have no one to blame but themselves, but here we are, right? Oh, I agree, but this whole thing about the early warning system yeah. just boggles my mind. I mean, you know, like, hey, you're holding. Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Well, 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 look, I mean, let's be honest, though, okay? It's, let's give fair credit. Sometimes officials do do that, which is they might go up to an offensive lineman and go, hey, you're really close to holding there. I'm, I'm going to call that next time. But, you know, I, I gave you this one. Like, you could have that happen. Those are conversations well, through that. a game, right? So yeah, they're saying, that. hey, in this situation, generally the receiver looks, the guy says, yeah, you're on, you're off. Or maybe throughout the game he may say this. But he's like, hey, it, you, you didn't do that to me. Well, guess what? He doesn't have to. He's not required to either. Okay. Well, thanks, Sal. Have you a got good it. One. You got it. Thank you very much. Let's go up to Walter in Toronto. Walter, what's up? Hey, Sal, all the best. Uh, no peppers this morning? No, no peppers. This all right. Morning. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, maybe later for sure. 
but uh, I, I'm glad we're at the winning end of a of a I don't even want to call it a controversy, but yeah, I just I I didn't want to lose another nickname game as the gentleman this morning said. But forget about all that. Just looking at looking ahead to Dallas. You know, I think they're susceptible in the, the deep ball. I think their secondary is is susceptible. I, I, you know, Diggs is out, and uh, this kid who get, keeps getting pick sixes, he also gives up a lot of big plays. The only issue is, do we do we do we give Josh enough time? You know, because that Parsons going to be bearing down on him. What, what do you think about that? What do you what do you think the secrets? I know we got a week to discuss it, but I. I think it's taking advantage of the Cowboys secondary. What do you think, Sal? Well, with all due respect, I haven't looked that deep yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're here on Monday, Walter. You know what I mean, buddy? Um, I do agree with you, though. I do agree with you, though, that that's a formidable front. And you have Lawrence on the other side of Parsons. They're very tough. And I thought the Bills' pass rush, um, sorry, protection was not great yesterday. And they're facing a very good Kansas City front, but they didn't even have to blitz a lot, and they still got some pressure. So that's something the Bills will have to button up, obviously, uh, when it comes to playing the Dallas Cowboys. The uh, Cowboys, as much as you say they can, you know, their secondary allows plays, they're still eighth in the league at yards per play allowed on uh, passing yards per play. So they're still good in that category. You know, and, and one quick comment, you know, if they didn't want to get uh, Tooney on the penalty, they could have got the right guard. He yeah, was lined up as if he was a running back for heaven's sake. Yeah, I know, right? They were already in they were already in pass blocking mode and lining up. So there's a lot that goes into that. There's no doubt about it. And people thought people thought that um Von Miller was lined up off sides. I, I fact I love the fact that Mitchell Schwartz, who used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, actually went online and showed he wasn't. So he kind of squashed that too. So thanks, Walter. Appreciate you. All the best. I'll be there Sunday. It's gonna be oh. a great game. All right, buddy. All right. Safe travels. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Rob in Connecticut. What's up, Rob? Good morning, Sal. How are you doing today? Well, it's a victory Monday, so good. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And once again, as always, thanks for being my eyes. I love the beautiful layout that you uh, explained with the James Cook play, and uh, that was awesome. I actually got his jersey this past week. My, ah, good my, for you. Uh, wife bought me the James Cook jersey. Anyway, so, yeah, and I wish we had utilized him more in the second half. Yeah, me too. That, that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. Well, here's my thing. <clears throat> you know, Kansas City's um, griping about this whole penalty being called. Would they have really made a big deal at it if they didn't score that touchdown? Let's say Kelsey got tackled. They're still going to call the penalty. It's going to come back. If they hadn't scored that touchdown, would would they be griping about that? Sure, I'm sure they would because they were in field goal range anyway, and they needed a field goal to yeah, tie exactly. it. Exactly, but I mean, but but of course they do score, so it heightens the emotion of it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, it was it was a pretty pretty touchdown that was called back. I don't think they would have made too much of a gripe if they didn't score that touchdown. So, yeah, I think they would have still. They probably, I mean, you know, but who knows? I don't know. They didn't. They, they yeah. did. They did score the touchdown, so that's where we're at. You know. All right. But All right. Thanks, Rob. Is good and uh, happy holidays. Okay, you too, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Alex in Rochester. Alex, what's up? Sal, the most disrespectful thing, in my opinion, on the Chiefs and their comments about this play is that there's like this assumption that they would have won the game huh. had that play gone their way. Like Josh point. still had time, you know, and it's, it's not talked about enough. It's like, if I'm Josh, I'm disrespected by the fact that everybody, even all the people on the national media 
are just assuming that he was going to, you know, come come into a three, you know, like not be able to capitalize with that much time on the clock. Yeah, there was um, I mean, there there was one twelve left still in the game time. when that happened, and 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 I'll even go the other way. Um, you know, the they the Chiefs had three plays still to get the first down back, and they didn't. Right? I mean, it was second and, second and fifteen, so like they still had opportunities. But you're 100 percent right. Did you listen to Josh talk about that in post game, Alex? I don't know if you heard his comments. Josh said, no, I'm not sure. Josh said they, they, the camera hit him and, and he was on the bench and he kind of had like this wry little smile on his face. And he yeah. said, well, I'm just thinking we're going to go out there and score a touchdown. You, are, you want the ball in your hands. So he was thinking that way, too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and, and then the other thing is, I, I think, you know, people like what's happening with Mahomes and, you know, some of the frustration, in my opinion, is that it's 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 falling apart. You know, that's what you do when you when it when it's it's. It's yeah. completely falling apart, and that's right. I think that's what you're seeing. You're, you're act, acting childish, you know, and that's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. In fact, uh, I don't. I'm like far be it for me to you know sit up here and go. Stephen A. Smith has my back, but Stephen A. Smith right now. I see the headline. I'm watching uh, in the studio. We have on the show here. It says Stephen A. says Mahomes embarrassed himself. So there you go. That's the that's the thing today, and he did. He did. The, the whole organization did. I think in their comments. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you. And I my my biggest issue was honestly what. My biggest issue was how Mahomes treated Josh at midfield. Like, that bothered me. It still bothers me. Go watch the video. It's viral. Thad Brown has it. Great job by Thad, WROC-TV, Rochester. He's got Mahomes and Josh at midfield. And look, Patrick, you want to be upset? Go and complain, and we can talk about that and how those comments after the game are you know ridiculous. Don't, don't do that in the middle of the field with Josh Allen when you're shaking his hand, telling him good game. And it's got to be about you complaining to him about the officiating instead of saying, great job, good luck, stay healthy, all those nice things you're supposed to say to each other. I, that's what bothered me about the whole thing. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Good calls today. 803-0550, the Extra Point Show here on a Victory Monday, Buffalo Victory Monday on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mahomes in the shotgun, tries the screen pass. It's tipped and intercepted. A.J. Epinesa comes up with the football. He may have tipped it as well. A.J. Epinesa got an arrow up from me, and he didn't play that much because that was a great play, but unfortunately he got hurt on that play, hurt a rib, comes out of the game. He was questionable to return. They worked on him in whatever capacity. He went back in the game, played one play, and then he couldn't handle it anymore. He was in pain again. He came back out. So he was doubtful to return. He didn't return. Micah Hyde left the game. He didn't return. Bills looked at uh, the shoulder of Dalton Kincaid. He did come back. Also, um, Taron Johnson was hobbling a little bit. He came back, talked to him after the game. He said he was fine. In any event, our injury report is our Barnes Firm injury report. And it's brought to you by the Barnes Firm. Car crash for help. Call 1-800-8-MILLION. And that is something we have to monitor today. Micah Hyde with the stinger. A.J. Epinesa with the rib. We'll see where that goes for the rest of the week. But uh, everybody else seemed like they got out of the game pretty healthy there. That's our Barnes Firm injury report. Car crash. For help, call 1-800-8-MILLION. Let's bang through a phone call or two before we get to the top of the hour. Matt in Buffalo. What's up, Matt? 
morning, Dale. First time caller, long time listener. Love the show. Love what you guys do. Thank you, buddy. Um, you're welcome. I was just calling, you know, it seemed the last five games, um, we'd get the ball with about six, six and a half minutes left, offense on the field. Um, and it looks like we're going to try and kind of hold the ball until the end of the game. Just curious, though, um, as just watching these games, you know, yesterday I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, we're snapping the ball with 8 to 11 seconds left on the play clock. Now, had yesterday, had we had done this a couple times where we had snapped it with two or three seconds even left, we would have been down to the two-minute warning before, um, you know, forcing Kansas City to use timeouts before, you know, we would have even done that. You're talking about the fourth quarter, end of, end of the game, fourth quarter, right? End of the game, fourth quarter, okay. we get the ball back with like six minutes left and we're still snapping it with eight to 11 seconds. Just curious. As yeah, why. I mean, well, I think, you, I think you're not guaranteed to score. So I'm, I'm okay with that as you're marching down the field. Just stay with your offense because, you know, you just, if you don't score, you want to get the ball back. You don't want to drain it all the way down if you're not going to score or get in position. But, you know, you still want to – I think in that position, you still want to kind of run your offense methodically. What I was wondering why they didn't – basically run the ball when they got the free first down after the penalty that made it uh, first and 10 at the 22 with 2.12 left. You run the ball once, you get down to the two-minute warning. Then you run the ball again, you force them to use a timeout. But instead, the Bills threw it, and they threw it again. They only ran twelve six seconds off the clock, right. no timeouts used for Kansas City, and now they're only kicking a field goal. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, Matt. I didn't like that sequence. I thought that was not smart by the Bills. However, I will tell you this. Sean McDermott said they wanted to be aggressive and they knew who the other opponent was and they wanted six points. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to sit here and tell you, that's been the biggest criticism of him. And then he did it the opposite way. So I want to be careful of criticizing it. But at the same time, I didn't like it, if that all makes sense. Right, it does. And then to the caller's point earlier on that offsides play on why it wasn't stopped, I believe the rule is, is that, I mean, it's similar to the defensive offsides. Because it's not abated, unabated to the quarterback, yep. they don't yep. stop the play. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's what they um, that's what they, they allow the play to play out, and then uh, we'll see where it goes. But thanks, man. I'm glad you brought up that uh, sequence at the end of the fourth quarter. I didn't love it. I thought the Bills could have played that much better. I gave it an arrow down. I gave it an arrow down for the end of the first half, too. I didn't like either of those sequences. But you cannot, you cannot complain, complain, complain about conservative nature and knowing who the opponent is and saying you can't give three, you got to get seven there, and then complain about how they played that because that's why they did it. And McDermott said after the game they needed seven, they wanted seven, they were aggressive because they knew they were playing the Chiefs. I still didn't love it. I still think you could have bled that clock, got down, and I know it only takes, we only know we know it only takes 13 seconds, right, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand that. But seven points is different than three, and that's what they were after. So um, real quick, let's do one more. Steven Virginia. Hi, Steve. You're on WGR. Hey, Sal. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, I was wondering if you can call the ambulance for Mahomes and Reed. Sure. I I get it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was a little sarcastic. I, you, I, no, it's okay. It's a it, dad joke. I got it. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to give credit to, um, what do you call it, McDermott and uh, the defense for um, how they played at the end. I thought for sure, I'm like, oh, great. We're going to have another meltdown. But uh, it was nice seeing up, oh, Steve, you are really cutting out, buddy. So why don't you give us a call back? I'm sorry. All right, we'll take a timeout here then. Steve, give us a call back. You were cutting out really bad there. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We guys still got to get to our extra point from the sidelines, our red zone stats. Sit up, stand down. Hey, buddy. And, of course, more of your phone calls on the way on this Buffalo Victory Monday on a Buffalo Football Monday on WGR.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.